This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Bustin' Loose Baseball with Grant and Danny. Interviews, analytics, and analysis on everything baseball in the nation's capital. On to Josiah Gray. He did give up four runs yesterday, uh, two in the first inning on a double down the line when he was in a one-two count. Uh, so those are two of the four he gave up, and then he had two solo home runs. So basically it was three pitches that the Astros got the better of him on in a start in which uh, he ended up throwing the seven innings. Now this is one of my frustrations with Davey that I've had for a long time. Uh, I would have thrown him for an eighth inning. Uh, we're in the middle of the season here. He was at like 95 pitches. I know most people think that's crazy. He doesn't need to finish the inning. You know, if it's, he doesn't need to get to 115 pitches, but who knows? He comes out, he gets two outs and six pitches. And now at 101, he's on the precipice of finishing, finishing an eighth inning. That does one, two things. Number one, you have a bad bullpen that you're trying to stay off of your B and C bullpen. It, it takes an inning away from that group and the underbelly of this bullpen, the Jordan Weems group who actually threw well last night in inning in a strikeout on top of that though I, I think it's big for a guy to be able to say I went eight innings for a young starter in his mid-20s and I thought last night was a night you know in the mid-90s where at least he could have started the eighth which would have been a big deal let's say he goes seven and a third and you go to the pen then um, I, I would have liked to have seen that you know Davey and I just kind of disagree that there's just plenty of times where at five innings and 83 pitches or six innings and you know 89 pitches or something like these guys are you know, 92 pitches, let's say they're, they're done for the night where I would just be pushing the accelerator just a tad, um, not redlining it in a season that doesn't really matter. But I, I think there's a big gap between what they're doing and kind of clipping and redlining, so to speak. But six hits, four runs. I thought the outing, you know, we've said so often with Josiah Gray that he's actually probably not been as good as his numbers. And last night may have been the opposite. I know it's kind of funny to say because he gave up a couple of homers, but to go seven innings, and only give up six hits was a big deal. He didn't walk anybody. You know, you look at his recent starts. He's walked five or six here or there. I mean, it's been too many walks over and over. No walks. He was in the strike zone. Like, I will take that every single time, and I'll hope he makes a better pitch, one-two, and, and doesn't hang up, you know, an off-speed pitch up in the zone uh, against um, Abreu in the first inning. And now you're talking about seven innings, two runs maybe, with a couple of solo jobbers. So I, I kind of liked what I saw from Josiah Gray. Yeah, I was encouraged. I think the the thing that stands out right away is seven innings. He hadn't gone seven innings since he went seven innings back-to-back last month, basically the, the 10th of May and then the 16th of May. So he'd had four outings in between that he'd barely gotten to the fifth inning, 
had one where he got an out in the sixth, but he hadn't had any length. So seeing him immediately get into the, the seventh inning and finish it off, that was encouraging. The one thing that I thought was interesting, and I saw that Andrew Golden pointed it out of the post, is that Josiah Gray is now throwing a sweeper. And he'd thrown a couple of those in his last start against Atlanta, only four of them. But then in last night's start against Houston, he threw 26 of them, and he threw so many that he outnumbered his slider 26 to 20. And usually he throws that slider quite a bit. And it's noticeable with Gray because if you watch his pitch shapes, his slider is interesting in that it doesn't slide a whole lot, Grant. It moves like two inches. If you look last night, the max horizontal movement on his slider was seven inches. The minimum was one. His average movement on a slider horizontally is two inches. The sweeper averaged 10 inches. So that's a big difference. And honestly, his sweeper looks more like a regular slider from other guys. I, I'm interested to see how he tries to mix this in with his pitch mix. You know, he's got that cutter, he's got the slider, he's got this sweeper now. I think that might be able to help him, especially against righties, to have a pitch that actually goes off the plate away to right-handed batters. I'm excited to see if he can continue to control this pitch, command it, and work on striking guys out with it. I think this could be a really valuable tool for him. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, it's interesting, and and I'd like to ask him about this, you know, when we get an opportunity to, but uh, his slider has been outstanding at times in his career. I mean, he's had some of the best swing and miss rates on that pitch, you know, of any pitcher in baseball on their slider in the last couple years. There was a stat after an early season start where he had 20 swings and misses, and I think the majority of them were on the slider where it was like him and DeGrom and, and Corbin Burns, I think it was, and like a couple other guys who had had like that good a rate on the slider. But to your point, recently, it's it's not sliding as much. Uh, the horizontal break hasn't been the same. It's not fooling people, and, and too many of them are kind of hanging and feel like cement mixers in the middle of the plate. I don't know if this is an adjustment to that or because he's been working on the sweeper. I don't really know how we got here, but I'm looking forward to hearing more about it because to your point, you know, if you're looking at like pitch variations, he theoretically threw six pitches last night in the game. Uh, he threw a sinker, so like a two seam fastball. He threw the sweeper and the slider. He threw a four seam fastball. Then he still has his cutter, which he threw five times, which, you know, is almost, you know, on, on when the slider's not moving a ton, is, is not all that different. It's a little bit firmer. It's like 89, the slider's 86. And then he threw a couple curveballs. And, He's almost tabled the curveball, which is interesting. I mean, at times, that's also been a good pitch for him. So this is clearly a work in progress in terms of, like, what he feels good about, what he doesn't. You know, maybe he's one of these cerebral guys who's just always going to be tinkering and 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 seeing where what works and what doesn't on a given night. But 95 pitches, he, he was kind of in the lab, so to speak, last night. And I thought the sweeper carried him at times during the start. Yeah, I mean, he was throwing it quite a bit. He was getting guys out. There was an at-bat, I believe, in the second inning against Altuve. Maybe it was the third inning. And he threw them all sweepers, was able to get them out. And that's where I think it'll be most effective, him throwing it to right-handed batters. Because 
His slider, even when it's at his best, doesn't slide a ton. It, it's kind of subtle. And I think that's how he goes about his business. You know, we talk about him versus Gore, and Gore's stuff is just so good that he gets swings and misses and he can strike guys out by living in the zone. Gray doesn't have that as much, but I'm interested to see if he can continue using the sweeper, something that breaks much more than what a slider usually does against right-handed batters, get some swings and misses, maybe increase some of those strikeout numbers get some weak contact. I think that this could be a really valuable pitch for him. And it's cool to see because people sometimes you see on Twitter, what in the world does Jim Hickey even do? Well, apparently he's working with Josiah Gray on new pitches and figuring out what his best pitch mix is. So I'm interested to see how he continues to develop the rest of the season. And if, you know, maybe he tries to add another pitch or he starts mixing in more of the cutter again or whatever the case may be. I'm interested to see what Gray does the rest of the year. You're going to hear from Dave Jagler, who I caught up with to reminisce about the 2019 World Series. Nats are back in Houston, where they won games one and two and six and seven, and all four of the games that they won in that World Series coming up in just a moment. Uh, Just a quick note on the minor leagues, though. I saw MLB.com's Pipeline crew did a piece with one prospect from last year's draft classes for every team that's off to a fast start. The national that they accentuated was Jake Bennett, the lefty from Oklahoma, the 2022 second round pick who uh, was given, I thought a pretty easy assignment to begin in Fredericksburg and he dominated. I mean, he probably should have been in Wilmington to begin, but 1.93 ERA, 54 strikeouts, eight walks and 42 innings uh, bumped up to high a Wilmington. And last Tuesday threw really, really well in his first start one Ernie uh, eight strikeouts and five innings. The, the changeup is outstanding. Uh, maybe Bennett's best pitch. Uh, really, really good against right-handers. They have a 5.08 OPS against him through 10 starts. And you know, I think this is a guy that until he gets to the certainly double-A, maybe triple-A levels, is going to have a lot of success in the minors. He's a pretty advanced college pitcher. Uh, but so far, very, very good results for him. And a guy that I thought we could highlight really quickly. Yeah, hopefully he can continue. Yeah, sorry. Hopefully he can continue this. I don't know what it is. I came out to Wisconsin and I forgot how to talk, but hopefully he can continue this. And Blame you know, Wisconsin, it's, one of, <laughs> it's one of those things where you see the critics and they're like, well, of course he should be dominating. It's like, I'd rather at least be continuing to talk about this guy dominating at the lower levels than not dominating. So hopefully he can continue to pitch well in the lower levels. We can see him advance through the system, kind of like Cole Henry, where he advanced pretty quickly through. Hopefully he can do the same thing, and hopefully we can see him in the bigs pretty soon.